J.C. Bowman is the Executive Director of Professional Educators of Tennessee, keeping his eyes on what's happening in Tennessee schools across the state, but uh, keeping a particular eye on Memphis from time to time because the uh, the Memphis schools, both test scores, any way you, you evaluate them, just absolutely producing horrific results. J.C., is there any way to turn the tide in, in the Memphis education system? Well, I believe there is, but, you know, it's going to take some leadership change, I think, and and I'm talking about massive leadership change. And you're going to have to come in and, and make some of those changes. I mean, you know, there's a multitude, you know, factors see, that go into a school system. You know, performance, funding, safety, class size, all things. But school and district leadership is one of the key pieces to it. And community support is the other. And, uh, you know, those are the two things I think are really got to wag the tail a little bit or wag the – yeah, wag that. And I think that uh, – when you're dealing with that, you know, the results show that no matter what you're looking at, the results aren't very good in Memphis. Well, and, and we're always looking for kind of the quick fix. We want to push the easy button and have it have it turned around. And sometimes, you know, school choice is proclaimed as that. If the money will just follow the kids out of the public schools, into charter schools, into private schools, into home schools, that's, that's sometimes pushed by those on the conservative side. Of, that's, that's the easy answer. That's the panacea. Is that a part of the solution, or is that the solution? Well, a couple things. Number one, the, the, it's just unless you're talking about homeschool, but but with regard to like private school choice, it's just not. There's not a capacity there. There's not enough seats for butts to get in those seats, and so the problem with within the to push that, where is the at affordable school that's out there that they can go into? So school choice, it may save. You know, I mean, how many millions of dollars have we spent? to seat 500 kids. And, and, and it, it, so the results become negligible on that. And I'm a big supporter of the school choice movement and, and let the money follow right. the kid. But at the same time, you have to recognize reality that transportation is a piece of that. If I'm a kid living in inner city Memphis and the school I want to go to is in the suburbs, how do I get there? We don't have kind of the public transportation, the metro you know, systems that you have in some other big cities that can get a kid from point A to point B to, to get to that good school if, if we did give them access to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the, and the other thing I've always said, you know, like when we were looking at Nate scores this year, which, by the way, and, and see, this is the, the thing. People look at Nate scores. People never look at the fact that really in the last 50 years, uh, we're actually up nine points. But, but I mean, nationally, the whole the whole nation, we're, we've moved the needle nine points in 50 years since 1970 when that test started coming out. So we really have not moved the needle on education. On the other hand, I would argue that what are we measuring anymore? You know, it's no, it's no longer about reading, writing, and arithmetic. We've, we've moved away from that. And that you would seem to think that would be indicators. But the basic reading levels have just fallen off. And what you're doing is seeing a huge gap despite all the people on the left who come out and start talking about, oh, we're going to narrow the achievement gap. The gap's gotten wider, and it's, and I don't think it's based on race. I think it's more, uh, uh, if you look at it, more parent involvement, parent engagement, parents being in the home, two-parent houses, and, and looking at that factor more so than, than uh, anything else. I think that's one of the problems that we have. You know, if you have a 16-year-old girl who can barely read and write having a kid, that uh, does not get reading or 
or kind of the education foundation from the time they're born till they go to preschool, that kid's always going to be behind and it's going to be hard to catch them up by third grade to meet reading standards if they're growing up in a single parent home with a mom that doesn't read well, that isn't uh, uh, big, really caught up in education, that, you know, these kids in some cases are doomed educationally from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Senator Reggie Tate was a good friend of mine, and he, he was from Memphis, and uh, he passed away. But, but I remember him saying that when he showed up to these schools, he got a lot of dog and pony shows, uh, but he had his grandchildren in, in one of the Memphis schools. And he would show up sometimes in a sweatsuit and a ball cap and turned around, and he was just showing up as Reggie Tate's grandfather. And he said he got a real inside view of what was going on in some of the schools. When, they, when we get an opportunity to do dog and pony, we go to some of the very better schools, and, and we're shown some of the schools that are, are doing well, but we don't get to get into the inner city piece of it. And, and, and see, one of the things i got to say is that the state has failed. And, and I, I mean, look, look, we can point to Shelby County, and we, and we should, and, and, and particularly inside Memphis, some of the leadership changes and choices they've made over the years who have not panned out. But, you know, the, the Achievement School District sitting, most of the schools sitting right there inside of Memphis are horrendous. I mean, they are, le- they are you know, completely bottomed out in comparison. So when the state has gotten involved, they've actually made matters worse. Yeah, that's been one of the interesting uh, things coming through the legislature this session is the idea of of bringing of of doing away with the federal dollars for for Tennessee and education and letting the state pick up the tab and not not have to deal with the regulations and the and the strings that come attached with those federal dollars. You know, my concern, JC, has been that you know I don't want Washington running our schools, but uh, based upon the track record of Tennessee Commissioner of Education Penny Schwinn, I don't really want her running our schools either. No, that's exactly, and I think that's the, the fear that most people have had. And, uh, I mean, you're, you know, you look at it, and I actually talked to uh, uh, Speaker Sexton yesterday, and one of the things I said, look, if you're really serious about this, you know, I, I wouldn't be part of the conversation because I really feel like that those dollars, I mean, you know, to give you an example, if people don't understand this, you get $36,000 from the federal government to run a Perkins grant and to do a vocational program and and it's in a county here a little bit south of Nashville, and yet it costs $80,000 to staff that classroom. We actually lose money, and Sexton is absolutely right on that part, and I think that that's, that's an important role that he's made. And so I wonder how much it takes in some of the classes in Shelby County and Memphis, how they can get that done. But I think that, that, that you may be able to uh, perform and uh, and get more money to actually reach the classroom, which I think, you know, my concern, obviously, is that we're not doing away with IDEA and special ed and special needs kids. And he assured me that absolutely he's not talking about replacing those. He's, he's talking about, you know, making sure that the dollars are efficiently spent. And I think he's got a point on some of that. And I think it, it's an effort that we're going to need to discuss. We were talking earlier this morning with Frank Colvett. He's uh, in the Memphis City Council. He's running for mayor about the fact that you've got 1,900 police officers in Memphis, about 1,600 firefighters, that, that they are well below the numbers they need to be at, that they are well below the pay they should be compensating the officers and firefighters. We have the same issue in our classrooms. We're, we're below where we need to be in terms of the number of teachers in classrooms. 
and 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 we could be paying the best teachers more money if we change the system. Professional Educators of Tennessee basically represents the non-union teachers, teachers who don't want their dues going to fund anti-Second Amendment efforts, pro-abortion efforts, uh, and Professional Educators of Tennessee is focused on on the teachers and making sure that they're getting the resources they need to teach is 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 the school violence issue something that that you're hearing from your teachers i mean we just saw this horrific video of this 66 uh 280 pound teen just beat the snot out of a teacher uh, and they're saying that this kid you know is is going to be put back in the classroom teacher teachers are experiencing violence at epic levels and not many people are talking about it no, and it is. That's exactly. We we brought in a number of teachers last year that went. They wouldn't be identified, and that was a, That's always. Anytime they're not identified, it's hard to to tell their story, and we understand that. But we brought a group before uh, a group of um, TV cameras last year, and talked about it. It's going. It's increasing. And here's the thing, Steve. It's not reported because you don't want to suspend a kid because you don't want to get in the numbers. One of the things. It drives a lot of this, both social promotion, where you're pushing kids through the school system and they're not capable. And the second part of it is not suspending kids, is because you don't you want to get this uh, great thing where you're able to say that that we've got a uh, huge graduation number. We're graduating kids who literally can't read the diploma that they're getting handed on stage. And, and, that and then we're admitting to colleges and universities in Tennessee. They're, they're getting admitted to these colleges and universities where taxpayers who've already funded K-12 education are now funding remedial education in our colleges, teaching them high school courses before they can actually start taking their college courses. A lot to work on, a lot to focus on. J.C. Bowman, Professional Educators at Tennessee, we'll talk with you again soon about it. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Steve. Good morning, Memphis.